Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome BTEC Smith and Steve Mex. BTEC Smith and Steve Mex. You are now entering the Megacars, the Megacars. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to put those headphones down, man. <laughs> when a, little, that, a little loud? When those drums kick in, it's like, whoa. Wasn't expecting that, even though we play this damn intro every week. You'd think at this point you've gotten used to it, but hey, it's no, all right, man. It's fine. Yeah. One of these days. I mean, we're only 30 episodes, I think, in. See, I was just about to say, like, I like if the fact you said we're not going to uh, we're not gonna number ours, so I'm always like, I don't know how many we've done. I think it's like 20... Five? I don't know. I'll have to check. We might be at 30. Yeah. If we include the Sully episode. Yeah. Well, we have to. That was our first maiden voyage. Yeah. Plus, Steve, I don't want to brag, but I'm now consulting for a uh, different pad, uh, pad, for a podcast for a podcast uh, up and coming network. What? Yeah. What's going on? I'm, I'm the consultant. I'm the guy coming in. I do two podcasts and I'm on the radio, so I help them out. What podcast network is this? Well, I can't say yet because they haven't oh. they haven't officially launched yet. So you're just doing one of those vague posts on Facebook right now. All right, you're right. You call me out on that, right? <laughs> Please ask me questions, even though I won't answer. <laughs> Today's just not been one of my days. Well, what's going on? I don't feel like talking about it. Well, why did you post it on Facebook? Sometimes love is like a dove, <laughs> a hurt dove. You want to hold it tightly, but yet you have to let it go. So are you broken up or not? No, we're good. Why would you ask that? I like extreme Facebookers too. You know, like Tuesday. I hate him. Love, you know, love sucks. How does a how does a girl fall in love? This and that. Friday. I am so in love with this boy. Yeah. He's the best ever. Gosh, man, there was this one girl. I, she for the long she was on Facebook to the point where like I wanted to unfriend her, but I, I I felt like I would be missing something on a daily basis because it was just that. Yeah. It was kind of like what spawned the Facebook drama segment on the on the Mixcast is that- I, I know right now there's one person we both follow just because of the up and downs. Oh, yeah. It's like one minute she's with like what sounds like the most- off, like she's dating Chris Brown, and then the next minute it sounds like she's dating like the greatest, most loving man on the face of the planet. And I'm like, you're talking about the same guy you were talking about yesterday? Or did you just break up and find a brand new guy that you now call a boyfriend? That's amazing. Well, that's the other thing, too. I like it when people post stuff like, the thing about my love is when I fall in love, I fall so hard, and this and that. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not actually in love. You're lonely. Right. That's the, that's the thing. Like Nobody falls. Like, right, when you fall in love, it's like a drug, and you will get that. But if you convince yourself you're just falling in love with these people, like that's not actual love. Right. And then the uh, and guy, you know what, guys? There's I, there's a lot of guys on my Facebook that do it too. Oh, for sure. And stop posting inspirational quotes. Like I know you think you're helping people, but you're just saying that you need inspiration because your life sucks right now. There's a guy that we, a bunch of us in the hockey world, know, and I know my buddies that listen that are, are gonna know exactly who I'm talking you're about. Talking about Pete? No, not talking about Pete. <laughs> I wish his name would have been Pete. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Every day is posting these life-affirming messages. And at first, he would give, like, he would attribute it to whoever said it. Yeah. Slowly but surely, he started, like, weaving his own. And usually you could tell the ones that were his because they were just poorly written, and they really didn't make any sense. Like, it was this weird circular thing of positivity, but it was like... Is that the end of it? I don't really understand what the hell you're talking about. It's like, life's going to give you lots of struggles, but then you go up and then you go down, and then that ladder's just going to tell you where you need to be. And you're like, well, what the hell did that mean? 
So one time he yeah, posted what is he, something. a painter? I don't even a know. Roofer? Right? <laughs> one time he posted something, and somebody's like, and it, it just blah, 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 and he signed it. I am his name. Uh-oh. And this dude that we, like, my, my buddy goes, bro, that's a Dr. Seuss coat, uh, quote. And Dr. Seuss? My, this guy actually had the nerve, the gall, to say, oh, I've been saying that for years. I guess him and I just must think alike. You know what, Steve? I would not eat green eggs and ham with that man. <laughs> All right, Dad. <laughs> with those kind of words of wisdom, I think it's about that time. Steve, what is going on, man? We we haven't even gotten 10 yet. This is the problem with doing these Monday episodes, man. Brain's not functioning. Brain is not functioning. No. Wednesday nights, it's functioning. Yeah. I even did somebody today, well, that podcast network, can you come by the studio tonight? I said, no. Mondays are a no-go. I'm mega casting. I'm doing the show. I've been up since like 6.30 today. Oh, not to mention, uh, Ted tells me, hey, I'm running a little bit late. I'm currently training at the Starfire. Yeah, I was down at the Starfire Complex. Is that where you train now? Are you that big time? You got, you're working on podcast consulting, and you're also training at Starfire with the Seattle Rain and the Seattle Sounders? Uh, well, I wasn't. The Sounders were on the other field. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I'm referring to Starfire now as the place where Ted Smith trains, not yes, the Sounders. I think that's good. And it's nice that you let them use the other side of the field while you train. I'm a giving person. I appreciate I that. I even let them use the big field. Yeah. Go ahead, fellas. It's only one of me. Well, uh, the ECS has an indoor team, uh-huh. and a lot of the guys are going to the uh, uh, Sounders match tomorrow at Starfire. So that one day I uh, was flying back on a plane with uh, with A Dick. private plane, of course. <laughs> no, it wasn't a private plane. It was first class. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, it was a birthday gift to myself. All right. <laughs> so me and my buddy- Dear Facebook, my life is awesome. Sign the Ted Smith. I'd sign off on that right now. So yeah. me and Dave were drinking beers. Who's I ra- Dave? Uh, big Dave. He uh, he's a big uh, well, he's a big guy. Big Dave. Bex. <laughs> Not Bex. <laughs> but he runs a bunch of stuff in the ECS. He's always traveling with him and stuff. Okay. So I was running my mouth like, oh yeah, I play indoor. I play keeper. Yeah. So he texted me last week like, hey, everybody's going to the match. Can you play keeper for the ECS indoor team? Oh, no way. So I was like, sure. And then I thought, man, I haven't even kicked a soccer ball in years. And then I said, hey, my buddy Ben Dragavon is a professional coach, goalkeeping coach for the Seattle Rain. So then I called him. I was like, can I get a training session? And the Rain was like, do you mind if we make a little video and you'll train with the keepers? I was like, all right, let's do it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I went down to Starfire and- uh, uh, Hope Solo show you a thing or two? No, Hope wasn't there. Caroline <laughs> Caroline is the- uh, <laughs> I was going to say, this is next level stuff if all of a sudden you're getting lessons from Hope Solo. Now, Caroline is the uh, backup and then Haley is the starter right now. Gotcha. So I was training with them. All right, because Hope Solo is doing the U.S. stuff. Correct. Yeah, she's, she's, she's playing keeps for the country. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it was pretty cool, though, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, opportunity A, I mean, I, I think we get jaded because I know he's your buddy, and I know him, too, and Ben's a good guy. But at the end of the day, you're, you're taking goaltending lessons from a premier goalie. Yeah. I mean, you know, and they're, they're professional professional soccer players. Yeah. So You feeling ready? Are you, like, oh, I feel ready now. It'll be different tomorrow because it'll be game action and a lot faster. What time is that happening? Uh, 9.15. In the morning? No, no, no. Oh. PM. All right, I'll be asleep. Sorry. Yeah, man, you're yeah. not going to that. You guys web streaming that stuff? <laughs> Can you periscope it for me? I'll stay up and watch it from home. Oh man, I think that might be my biggest annoyance right now on Twitter. What's that? Periscope? Live on Periscope? Oh, it's everybody's on that thing now. Yeah, yeah. and some of it just like 
Remember we talked about it and we're like we're, we're so trend centers. We were meerkatting, dude. Right. We meerkatted once and we said, Oh, I'm done with that. And then we heard about Periscope. We acknowledged it. We didn't do anything with it and we moved on. Yeah. That's how we do it. That's what you gotta tell your podcast consulting firm. Yeah. yeah you don't need to Periscope. <laughs> no Periscope in here. Too much time, too much effort. You know, when I was training this morning, Drago was like, I don't want to work you out too much because I want you to be fresh. And I was like, no, man, I feel great. Right. Put me to work. Yeah. Standing here now like, oh, man, my legs are getting a little tight. (laughs) My finger hurts a little bit. Oh, and I got a a brand new pair of mitts today from Haley. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. The big fat gloves. Yeah. And they match They match uh, the top I'm going to wear tomorrow. It's all color-coordinated, Steve. <laughs> Do you get to wear like the team's unis? Uh, or do you no. have to wear your own? I just have an Arsenal training top that's bright. The thing is, when you're playing keeper... Y- you have a different color than everyone. Why is that? Oh, well, number one, to distinguish you. But number two is they've done studies over the years. So if you wear something bright and colorful, mm-hmm. somehow in the mind, when people are coming down the field, they have more of a uh, penchant to kick it right at you. Right. Yeah. That's interesting that they, and, and MLS or any soccer governing body, well, FIFA I don't want to bring up because they're a little corrupt, but uh, like, is there any like soccer governing body that's like, no, that's an unfair advantage to the shooters to, to create that kind of distraction? Because I know in hockey, they keep trying to like make the, the goalie pad smaller. They're always trying to find ways to help the goal scorers score more goals because they feel like goals leads to more viewers. I'm, sh- I'm shocked that soccer hasn't said, hey, we're putting the kibosh on the bright colored jerseys. No, and part of that, too, is just the old-school soccer pur- purist. Yeah. You know, you get to a point where it's like, you're, ha- you know, you know, like I, there's some 0-0 draws that I get fired up for. Like, that was a great damn match. Yeah, but see, and yet you, you, like, like I am, I enjoy a good one nothing hockey game. Right. But, you know, I- It under- doesn't bring in other fans. Right. I understand why they are like, yeah, this is not exactly what we want. Goal, people like goals. It's like yeah. chicks dig the long ball, chicks dig the goals. <laughs> Well, so, that's a strong point. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, then, you know, on the flip side, though, I think about some goalies, there's the old, um, there's a, a thought, there's a belief that wearing white pads is done because it attracts the puck to the pads. Because when a, a shooter's shooting, they're looking for the empty spaces to shoot at. And since the ice is white, the boards are mostly the white, white, the net is white, yeah. they think that's an advantage. And they always say that's why you don't see a lot of goalies wearing Heavily colored pads, like goalies like to swag it up a little bit, put the colors to match their 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 jerseys and things like that. Yeah, but more often than not, you don't see a lot of goalies wearing full black pads. There's some, but for the most part, you don't. And a lot of people believe that's because then you see more of the the, the net, and the shooters would be able to aim better for the net. I think, you know, maybe that that's effective in the world of like beer league level, but I don't know about in the pros. I think goalies I think, are just talented. Yeah, but I think that stuff. There's just such a small margin of error. Especially yeah. for goalkeepers, goaltenders. So any little advantage you can sure. get. You know, like, right, like wearing the bright colored uh, shirt in, in, in net doesn't necessarily mean he's going to kick it at you. But if it gives you uh, that small percentage, you're right. going to take it. I saw one goalie, he uh, did up his goalie pad so that the outer piping of his pad was red. So it looked like the red posts. And nice. Then, and, and he had the white pads and it was like a, the stitching on the pads was done in like a crisscross pattern, like a quilt. So it looked like the net, which I thought, okay, That's this, awesome. this guy's gone next level. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I, I didn't even, 
It's a good point about like if you wore the same colored jersey as the other players, you couldn't tell them from anyone. And, no. You know, with hockey, you can tell the big guy in the pads is the goalie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well and I have Maryland State flag soccer socks. I mean, they're, they're bright. <laughs> I love it. You're just going to be this giant neon sign. Yeah, pretty much. All right, why don't we do it finally right, Ted? Let's get, let's get these push-ups yeah, let's in. Let's get these push-ups in before we get anything else done. Uh, we got a, uh, a tweet from a man by the name of Matt. He says, let's get 10 to the boys from the Puget Sound, Aaron Jones, and the way. Nice. Great pick. Both of us are huge fans. So time to get the blood. Pain in the grass. That's right. August 23rd. So let's get the blood pumping, the heart racing, and the brain. Functioning. It's time to get 10 for Aaron Jones and the way. You got to edit this one a lot. Oh, I did. <laughs> I know. He's got a couple F-bombs. Here comes another one, I think. Right, right here coming up. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's get 10, everybody. Here we go. Here come the boys from the Puget Sound. two, three, Can you hear me? Well, I talked about it a little bit uh, just a few minutes ago, but today I was just going to say uh, expanding, expanding your horizons means many things, but number one is you could take advice from anybody, you know? So, you know, there might be a sexist part of me that goes, well, it'd be funner, you know, I'm training with uh, professionals, but you know, it's the women's team. It's like, no, these are professional athletes, you know? Yeah. I got to listen to them and take their advice. And sometimes, you know, it might even be somebody that works underneath you. They could be 10, 15 years younger than you, you know, and, and you might not think of them as being that smart in your specific field, but they might be able to give you some life advice that if you took it in and absorbed it, could really help you along the line. I'm a firm believer in that. I think it's, you could pick up any, any nuggets of wisdom from anybody. As yeah. As long as they got their S together. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Because there's a... Uh, since you're talking about your, your your great soccer contacts, every Thursday I play hockey, and I play with some guys at a very high level. In the summer especially, I get to play with the, t- the coach of the T-Birds, Steve Conowalchuk, which right. is kind of fun. Yeah, I remember awesome. him from the NHL. Yeah, Colorado Avalanche for the most part, but he played around. Jamie Huscroft. But there's one guy that plays goalie on the other end of the net, and he's 17 years old, I think. All right. Maybe 16. But here's the thing. Yeah, he's... I'm double his age, and then some. I'm about the same age as his dad, who's a really nice guy. What's up, John? His name's Evan Sarthal, and he's the what's going to be the starting goalie for the Tri-City Americans in the WHL. All right. Same league. That he's, he's been the backup for two years, and now he's going to be the starter. He also played for the U18, which is the under-18 U.S. men's national team that just brought home the gold medal, and he was the player of the game. Jesus. So you bet your ass I'm going to pick that kid's brain. Yeah. It looks a little weird maybe as a 40-year-old guy going up to a 17-year-old and saying, hey, what can I do to be better? But I've lost all sense of ego. 
in any sense. I'm like, this guy's at a level, and he probably will be in the NHL one day, and I want to pick his brain. And then I'll tell him, like, this is what I'm sucking at, amongst other things. And I always jokingly say, hey, let's focus on the things I can fix. <laughs> and I'll be yeah. like, I can't seem to do this right. I'm always giving up goals in this situation. Would you mind just giving me a couple tips? He stopped everything he was doing, and we spent a good half hour after we did a scrimmage on Thursday, and he grabbed a shooter, and he was running drills on me, and it was some of the greatest, it was like the most fun I've had just soaking in knowledge since I've started playing ice hockey. And it was awesome. Yeah, man. That's the thing about learning. You know, uh, you can get it from anywhere. You can. And once you're willing to drop that ego and drop that pride, and it shouldn't be, because, I mean, he's at a level, and he's been playing, even though he's 17, he's been playing ice hockey longer than I have, and he, you know, because I've only been doing it for about five years uh, on the yeah. ice level. So it was, I, and he's like, hey, man, after every scrimmage, if you want, let's just spend 10, 15 minutes, and I'll just give you some tips. I'm like, I'd much rather you than anyone else, because you're watching me play, so you get to kind of pick up, all right, he's really effing that up, and I'm sure that happens a lot, so, you know, I'm, I'm okay right, with that. Right, and it's not like... You know, he's played already on a tremendous high level. Yes, you know what I mean. He's winning. He's winning uh, stuff for the United States U eighteen. Brought home the gold medal, man. Yeah, exactly. Player of the game too. Right. So you know, if you're sitting in a bar, well, he's not going to be in the bar. He's seventeen. Soon in Canada, he can. Right. But I'm just saying, <laughs> if he starts giving you advice, you don't want to. You don't want to just hush him up and go. Yeah, 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 kid, I played in high school. Like, F that. Right. He's already, I guarantee you, he's played on a higher level than you have. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, and even when I finally got into the locker room, Connor Waltrip's like, wow, you were out there a lot longer than usual. I'm like, oh, I was just picking Evan's brain. He goes, never too old to learn, huh? And he said that, like, in like a very, con- like, because he's a coach. He gets yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm like, absolutely, man. Never too old. No. And he's like, I like that. Yeah. Damn straight. By the time you master it, Steve, you'll be, <laughs> you'll just be like in your mid 50s. Yeah. By that point. <laughs> <laughs> Jokingly go to Connor Walchuk. Hey, you need a backup. I know I'm past the age requirement when it comes to the WHO. Don't they get like three exceptions? I could be your exception. Don't you have a, like a 40 and older guy? Dude, that would be an amazing story. What are they all like, 21 and under? Oh, they're all like 20 and under, I think. Yeah, and then one of the exceptions is a 50-year-old gold goalie that comes in for backup. That's awesome. Ted, I like your talks today. Thanks, Appreciate man. it, man. I yeah, like hearing we, that kind of stuff. Even if you guys are losing, like, oh, we don't pull the goalie. That's no. a long skate for him. Yeah. He's old, man. We can't trust his hip to make it all the way back to the bench. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> it's like old man make a wish things. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break. All right, all right. I know we got to stay on time because you got things you got to do. Yep. Uh, one of the biggest one-hit wonders of all time, the singer of the, a big one-hit wonder band, had a big meltdown on stage, like freaked out, cursing people out, challenging somebody to a fight. And that one-hit wonder guy is having a meltdown because of Wonder Bread. Hmm. Or just some kind of bread. I liked Wonder Bread. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get back on the Megacast. <laughs> the night is still young, unlike old. White, Steve. The Megacast will return. Yo, he got friends, but one of my friends, they ain't leaving till we say when. We gon' hang over the next day, but we will remember this day. So drop the pop and get low, and we can drop the top and just cruise. We brush the death down to the shoes. My only motto in life is don't lose.
years in the making, an indestructible force. Get ready for Jurassic World. Well, it's funny, you know, some some bands like can you do is like say, well, Rosa, how are you doing? You know. <laughs> Their ability to survive and thrive is both frightful and amazing. But I, I have to tell you one thing. I I, I think that you, you you can go around the corner. I mean, much faster, and then you go bang, 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 bang. Can you not? I mean, uh, why not? Jurassic World. Now playing on a boombox near you. <laughs> mind having my mind on their little monsters. The mega cast is back. But you tell her I'm celibate. Love that drum fill right at the end. Royal Blood, Little Monsters. Dude, Royal Blood kicks ass. They're just dominating these days, man. Yeah, them and Cage the Elephant are probably my two favorite bands on KSW right now. I love, I did not think I was a big fan of Cage the Elephant until I saw them live. And live, they're unreal. And then I started paying more attention to some of their songs. like Some of the like quieter ones, it's very interesting sounds. Yeah, that bums me out, man. That's all I... That's all I've heard is like, you got to see them live. They just yeah. destroy. But they, I, I've yet to see them live. They own the crowd. It doesn't yeah. matter even. I saw them at uh, Deck to Hall Ball where they weren't even the headliner. It was Weezer. And they went up on stage and that guy said, you are my crowd. Basically, like he he went into the crowd and just worked them to a frenzy. It was awesome. I have a lot of X-rated things I want to say. You are my crowd. Right? I will work you. Take it. <laughs> you want it. You want it. It's time to be unleashed upon you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Dr. Seuss quote, sorry. <laughs> I feel like that Kenny Powers from the first uh, season when he's at the oh, dance and he takes movie. the ecstasy. Yes. You're like, this is my crowd. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Danny McBride in those kind of moments? Remember in, uh, did you see Is This the End? Or This is the End? You know, I couldn't make it through that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there's a great scene at some point where he's at the top level and there's another guy at the bottom level and he's like standing above the staircase and he's just like, ah. <laughs> Don't point it at me, Steve. Sorry. I'll... Hey, by the way, yes, I have a new TV that has 3D capabilities. Oh, you got a new TV? Yeah. Well, I, I bought it off a of buddy. It's only a couple years old. Okay. Made my older TV seem ancient, yeah. which I only bought five years ago. It's insane. Just when you think we've gotten to the point where quality is at its highest, they figure out a way to make it even better. Yeah, like in three years, people will be like, dude, your TV's not even curved. Right. Uh, dude, you don't even have like people walking around in your room. Yeah. But the 3D, you got to come over. SpongeBob, 3D, uh, maybe a little marijuana. Right. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Do you got the 3D glasses? I got two pairs. Perfect. Yeah, I might, I might have to go on uh, eBay or something and find another couple pairs so I can host a proper SpongeBob 3D party. Yes. It's a viewing party. Only four can come. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got room for. It sounds like Grace's kind of party. <laughs> Well, she does have her eye on our our little monsters. Yeah. Ted was showing me some of the pictures that the Seattle Rain posted of him uh, doing his training session. 
uh, yeah. over at Starfire earlier this morning. And, dude, that is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. It's just cool seeing you out there. And, I mean, it's cool that the Seattle Reign, the women's soccer team, is embracing it. And, you know, sometimes some sports franchises might not want to share that kind of stuff. And I think it's cool that they do. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, after the matches, sometimes I'll go out with them and, and, and Benny. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice. Like, I noticed today, like, obviously, you know, people, they don't all know who I am, you know. What up, Fishlock? As Jess, they like, should, though. Right. But, it, like, after I, after they were all kind of watching me train on the field, and then I got, you know, it seemed like I was a more comfortable level with everybody. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Kind of like you, you felt their pain for 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Plus, I think it was just like, all right, he's out here dripping sweat. He gives a crap. Yeah, and, and clearly the, the sweat continues. You've been sweating the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, well, I got home, I showered off, and then I walked here, and then, right, I was on the phone, and, like, my elbow pit was sweating as I was talking on the phone. So I just have this very weird round sweat stain on my bicep and my shirt. You've got, like, this, like, egg-shaped sweat stain right at the bottom of the, the shirt cuff. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, man. Uh, let's talk about this one-hit wonder from the 90s. All right. I All right. know who it is, so I have jokes ready. Okay, good. Because uh, you guys might remember this song. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star. This was uh, Smash Mouth. This song was huge. For the record, I kind of like this CD. Does this one also have the Walking on the Sun song? I think so, and it has a couple uh, remakes. That's how it seems. be Walking on the Sun. It seems funny that they would be angry at the crowd because, you know, why can't we be friends? Oh, jeez. Thank you. Why can't we be friends? Yep, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and they did the Shrek, uh, the, the song on Shrek. Yeah, the monkeys cover. I'm yeah. a believer. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they had more than one hit, but that was like their. We all know you love the monkeys, Steve. Uh, yes, I do. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. sorry. <laughs> Great inside joke. <laughs> yeah, I know that does nothing for anybody no, except me and you. No, but pretend that you are a part of this inside joke, and you would recognize how awesome that was, and what just Ted just said. <laughs> All right, so Steve Harwell, he's the lead singer of Smash Mouth. All right, he's still got Frosted Tips? Uh, I couldn't tell in this video. (laughs) I'm sorry. You can judge a lot about a man in 2015 if he's still rocking blonde Frosted Tips. You're you're a douche at that point. (laughs) All right, well, let's talk about Steve Harwell. All right. Smash Mouth. Apparently, they're still doing shows, and well, in, in this situation, right. they're playing one of those uh, like uh, like a almost, fair, well, like a taste of Seattle. All right, but it's a uh, taste of Fort Collins. Uh, so, it's the bite of Seattle, taste of Tacoma. Taste Steve. of Tacoma. Sorry, I'm looking fine, Ted. Taste of Tacoma has a banging beer garden, by the way. <laughs> uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Taste, oh yeah, taste of Fort Collins. It's a three day food and music festival. And they claim it to be a, quote, family-friendly celebration of that's perfect for North Coloradian, Coloradians or Coloradoans' active lifestyle. I'm throwing out that line because, A, I can't seem to pronounce it properly, and, B, they say family-friendly. And when you hear this, you're going to realize he's not going down the family-friendly road because at one of these – and I've seen this happen at, like, events that we've done. Sometimes people do giveaways. Yeah. Apparently at this taste of Fort Collins – they were giving away loaves of bread. All right. Fort Collins, to me, is only famous because of New Belgium uh, Brewery there. Okay. I or, don't even... Yeah. That's Fort Collins, right? I don't know. All right. I'm sorry. I could say yes just to make it seem like we know what... what yeah, Ted. I'm almost positive that's New Belgium. No, like yeah, pop- Ranger. sure. Ranger IPA, Fat Tire. <laughs> yeah, I think Fat that's Tire, all Ranger, man. IPA, all those. Yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Thanks mm-hmm. for agreeing, Steve. Yeah, anytime, man. 
<laughs> so somebody's throwing bread at Steve and Smash Mouth. Pieces of bread. Bread. Right. There's no meat on them. There's All no right. rocks rolled into the bread. Um, I understand that. Wow. I don't That's know. It's a New Yorker and Steve. What, you don't roll up some bread rocks and throw them at your favorite bands? <laughs> right. We did. It's like, you're hey, like yo. the guy that put ice in the middle of the snowball. <laughs> no, but some of my friends did do that. I hated those people. Right? So let's just say that you're not going to get hurt by a slice of bread being thrown at you. No, I'd catch it and eat it. I'd almost have fun with it. I'd be like, all right, everybody get out your bread and throw it at us. Yeah, you know, ex- accept it. Turn it into something because like, at the end of the day, there's no amount of bread being thrown at you that's going to hurt you. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe in like your diet, but that's about it. You, right. You don't want to go overboard on your carbs. Yeah, especially with white bread. Yeah. It's not, you know, you it's maybe mix though. in like a, oh, it's great, but it's, yeah. you know, it's just not, it's not complex enough. Does anybody have nine grain honey oat? Can you throw that at us, please? Right. So, can I get some natural peanut butter and some honey? Anyone got that Dave's Killer Bread? Please? I like, I like Dave's Bread. That's very expensive, though. It, I don't know if is. anyone's going to want to throw that out. <laughs> they ain't giving out loads of that. Right. Hey, when you were a kid, did you ever go to the Wonder Bread, like, outlet store? No. Oh, man. There was one in Beltsville, like the next town over from College Park. Uh-huh. And you could get, like, these miniature loaves. Oh, that sounds awesome. It was great. I don't know if it was old bread or what, but I loved going there because it's a bread outlet store. But man, I loved going there and like my mom would give me the little loaf and just, just gnawing on it. They probably have like some kind of crazy catchphrase for that bread, like, you know, day old bread or something. I don't know. Yeah. And I kind of feel like a small animal as opposed to a child now. Like we'd go to the store and my mom would just give me a mini loaf of bread and I would eat it for a while. Here, Ted, knock yourself out. <laughs> what am I, a duck? Good bread. Can I get some butter? They don't have butter here. They just have bread. You're a demanding duck. <laughs> so someone throws the bread at Steve. All right. And he has a meltdown on stage, threatening to kick somebody's ass to the point where, and as you'll listen to it, there's a security guard holding him from going into the crowd to try and fight somebody. Jesus. And he's cursing the whole time. This is my favorite part about this audio. The band, I almost get a feeling like they're just kind of like, freaking Harwell. Come on, man. Just let's just do the song. Because the entire time he's having like an actual like serious meltdown. Like this isn't him hamming it up for the crowd. Because if it was, he wouldn't be dropping as many curse words in front of a family-friendly event. They're just jamming on the intro of All Star, like waiting for him. The closer? Yeah, it has to be. Right, and he's freaking out. And they're just doing it on a loop until he finally kicks in with the somebody part. You know what I mean? All right. So here. Yeah, was was the whole set full of bread, or did he entice them somehow? I have no idea. This All is right. just where the video picked up. They're finishing a song, and then he snaps. All right. All right. You throw one more piece of I'm going to come find your ass. I'm going to beat your ass, wherever the you are out there, okay? You want to be a badass? I like the bassist. Yeah, and you throw, like, it's bread. Right. Again, we're not not even throwing ice cubes. And you're Smash Mouth. You're like a happy-go-lucky band. Now you're sitting not up anymore. there going, I'm going to find you. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to F you up. Up here, come on. Walk your badass up here. Come on. Come on, Sage. Come on, Sage, badass. Come on. Come on, Sage. You bring your ass on stage. You're almost throwing I will tell you right now, I will beat the out of you. Okay? 
stop it for a second. You're right, man. The drummer and the bass player are just, they don't want to hear it. Right. The drummer just started the opening drum beat. So he's like, who's in with me? Yeah. Let's shut Steve up. Yeah. It doesn't, though. And I edited it down a little bit. So we're, we're, we're like condensing it. There's probably like another extra 30 seconds of him still playing the beat as we continue to listen. All right. All right. Oh, bitch. I like that the guitarist is now in on the, the, the song as well. He's like, all right, it's time to play the song. Shut Steve up. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> in front of thousands of fans at the Taste of Fort Collins. The Taste. <laughs> at this point, like, there is a security guard trying to hold him from getting off of the stage to find whoever that awful human being is that threw bread at him. Jesus. <laughs> Good for that guy. Yeah. Somebody throw something at me. If you're mad, you throw something at me. If you're mad enough to throw something at me right now, I'm going to walk out there with a beat the f out of you. You little f bitches. Calling them p words. That is not family friend friendly for all the Coloradian Coloradians. It's uh, Ted. Get it right. Come on, man. It's uh, the Coloradians. 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 Colorado. WNBC. <laughs> He just go into the song. It was a little bit more of a pause, but pretty much. Like, they're like, okay, time to sing the song. And then he doesn't even sing it. He has the crowd sing most of it, as you'll hear. I- it is a good song. He's not even singing. No. Big chorus. All right, now he's in. He's cooled off, Ted. I don't think he's putting 100% effort into this one, no, Steve. I kind of want my money back. Yeah, he's cashing a check right now. Do you think this is a free event? I would think so. Like, do you- Trying to remember, you have to no, like bite of Seattle, you just walk right. around. Yeah, you I spend mean, money on food. I mean, how much bread did they have to pay those guys to show up? For this? I think he also just ensued, ensured that people will now be throwing bread at Smash Mouth whenever they see him. That's what I'm saying. He would have dealt with a lot. Not only, and I know we got a break, but not only would he come off like a cool guy being like, ah, oh, someone threw bread. All right, everyone with your loaves of bread, let's see how much bread we could get up here on stage. That would have been an awesome viral video. Yeah. And almost would like give people a good buzz about this band. Like, okay, these guys are cool. They're not pretentious douches. Like, he kind of came off. I mean, I get it that you're not happy that someone threw something at stage, but let's kind of remove ourselves from the situation. They threw bread. It's not going to hurt you. And you're at a, an event where there's kids, and you got to- Yeah, really stop to, cussing them. Right. I mean, chill out, dude, and let it go. Right. And Your Mr. band's already started the song. Mr. Badass. Right. Your band clearly doesn't think you're a badass. All right. I have to tell this quick story. Yes. 
Years ago, I went to the uh, DC 101s, a rock station in DC. Yeah. Uh, and they would always have the chili cook-off. Okay. It's always the same weekend as Preakness. So I never went to Preakness. We always went to the chili cook-off. So the Goo Goo Dolls were there. Now, I like the Goo Goo Dolls. But for the DC 101 crowd, I don't know that the Goo Goo Dolls were the ideal headliner, right? Now, is this when the Goo Goo Dolls have kind of gone full-on power ballad type band? 100%. Okay. okay. This is like after the hit, like Iris came out for right. that movie. Right. It's not like Somebody to Shove version. Oh, that's Soul Asylum. My bad. Okay. Never yeah, right. This isn't confused. like their first couple CDs. Right. Which I don't like that version. I, I hop on the train right about right. a boy named Goo. Right. <laughs> you, you didn't like them when they sounded kind of like the replacements. You liked them when they all of a sudden were full-on. Right. Yeah. So, the chili cook-off is on a street looking at the Capitol. You're on asphalt all day. You're eating chili, and people are getting wasted, right? Right. It's a great time. I love the event. So, they're throwing shoes, everything up on stage, and Johnny Resnick goes, the next thing that comes up on the stage, we're leaving. Uh And I mean, it wasn't even a half a second after he said that. Thump! Right in his chest, he gets hit with a shoe. That's hilarious. And they walked off. Now, that was shoes and stuff, so I, I cut the Goo Goo Dolls a little more slack. Right. It's not good. A shoe could hurt you. Right. Right. It's not bread. Whenever somebody says, if something else gets thrown, that's just encouraging somebody to do They're it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. The only what? time I've seen a crowd really stop was Avenged Sevenfold years ago was like, hey, all right, guys, it's just too much. We can't play. Right. And they were like, all right, all right, all right. One of my favorite moments, and I saw this, uh, uh, there was a story about it, Faith No More, lead singer, Mike Patton. Right. Love that guy. They were opening, I believe it was for Guns N' Roses when this happened. They're at some huge festival, like Rock in Rio or one of those crazy festivals. Somebody decided to throw a water bottle that was filled, not with water, but urine up on stage. Oh. Right? So I, I think it either almost hit him or hit him or something like that, right? So he leans down, grabs this bottle. And instead of like what you'd expect, like him having a meltdown, he stands over Axel's monitor, and I think it was almost like a, like. If, and I might be getting this story fully, not completely right, but the, the end of the story is pretty much right. Stands over the monitor, and just takes the bottle and pours it over his head, urine all over him. He doesn't as, know it's urine, though. No, he does. Oh, he doesn't oh care. My God, He's that's insane, selfie. right? And it's like one of those moments where you're like, all right, he just took it to the next level. We all got to back off. Yeah. We don't what are you going to do? Yeah. You, we can't trust this Patton guy. Yeah. He's crazy. It's like the guy crying in a fight. Stay away from him. <laughs> if, he, if you see tears before he's throwing a punch, that guy has lost it. <laughs> all right. When we get back, uh, let's talk a little bit about wrestling since this is a all sometimes right. wrestling podcast. Money in the bank last night. Oh, good one. Good stuff. All uh, right. Some good stuff happening there. There's a certain wrestler who's getting big in the world of the WWE. Well, he uh, did an interview on a TV news station, but he, he didn't break his wrestling character. All right. And it kind of freaked the dude out, the the, the interviewer. And we'll, we'll we'll play the audio for you. It's pretty fun. We'll do that when we come back. The Mega Cast. Kick the dust up. Don't come on me. Crap. That didn't sound right. I should go. The Megacast will be back. Kick it. We go way out where there ain't nobody. We turn this cornfield into a party. Pedal to the floorboard and a banner board or burn it up a back road song. Pack it in with pile out, baby. Watch your step now. Better have your boots on. Kick the dust up. Steven 
Hawking just released Monty Python's Galaxy Song, and now he's singing classic rock's greatest hits. Hey, hey, mama said, the way you move, gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. You'll get Led Zeppelin's Black Dog and ACDC's Back in Black. Back in Black. I hit the sack. I am been too long. I am glad to be back. Yes, I am. Stephen Hawking sings classic rock. She was a fast machine. She kept her mode clean as she was the best damn woman that I ever seen. You'll also get Walk This Way from Aerosmith. So I took a big chance at the high school dance with a missy who was ready to play. Was it me she was fooling cause she knew what she was doing. Taught me how to walk this way. She told me to walk this way. Talk this way. Walk this way. Just give me a kiss. Stephen Hawking sing, uh, talks classic rock. There's a lady who's sure all that glitters is gold. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. New from text-to-speech records. I'm these guys' biggest cheerleader. And you should be too. The mega cast is back. That I found myself a cheerleader oh. She is always right there when I need her Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader She is always right there when I need her uh. Nice little summertime vibe right here, Ted I like a Congo drum Yeah Congo means party. My favorite drum. You're sitting outside and there's a guy playing a steel drum. Oh. Just give me a frozen drink. Yes. You know? I would love nothing more than to know how to play a steel drum. Dude, that would be sick. And do the solo for Jane Says. Have you ever seen the live version? Yeah. Perkins well, nails it. I saw it. I don't, I don't remember that part exactly. Yeah, you know, I don't remember when I was hanging out with you watching Jane's Addiction either. I've seen the videos on YouTube. <laughs> uh, one time I was in Leavenworth. Which, of course, is a fake Bavarian town. Yes. In Washington. Right. I love Leavenworth, but it's a fake German town in Washington. And I got up in the morning and I watched, uh, I was in a condo, and outside on one of the back streets was a group of kids playing steel drums. Random. In a Bavarian town. Yeah. Like I could see that, like in a Washington's fake Jamaican town. Yeah. Yeah, another time I saw, we were standing there on Main Street in Leavenworth. Yeah. And uh, ho- what do you call it? The horse and buggy or whatever. Uh, the Horse and uh, carriage? The f- uh, What do they call them? Handsome cab goes by. Okay. And the people in the handsome cab were from India. And I was like, look at that. And a group of Indians from India in a fake Bavarian town in the United States. Like, this is America. This is a beautiful place. This is what you got to love. For those that don't know Leavenworth, it's so over-the-top Bavarian that even like the McDonald's, the gas stations, they all have it. Their their signs are done to look like they're actually in like a Bavarian like vibe to them. So it's yeah, like, man. it's not your typical McDonald's sign. It's like one of the few places where they're allowed to not use the typical McDonald's logo, and they go with the uh, Bavarian version of the McDonald's logo. Right, exactly. It's awesome. Yeah, and I love the Munching House. Oh, so many great Ducks and Drake. Yeah, great bar. The pretzels. I'm a big pretzel fan. So, I, I like yeah. the Big Bob Bratwurst. Oh, everything there is awesome. Dude. Yeah, cured. You can get good meats there. Um, all right. All right. <laughs> before we get to the, the wrestling story, I have a couple of tweets that were sent to us at the Megacast. All right. All right. Uh, one of them just says, LeBron's junk. 
Did you boys look? I I did not see it. I did. Oh. I, I had to. I mean, I kept reading these tweets and everyone's talking about it. So, of course. What did it look like, Steve? It wasn't, you didn't get to see much of it. At All least, right. And then I want to, I, I, I did try and pause it, but I couldn't. <laughs> couldn't pause it where it wasn't blurry and i realized why am i struggling so much and putting so much effort into trying to see lebron james this junk prince james prince james i didn't need to see it that bad squire but all you see is kind of like from the the pelvis and like just part of the shaft you yeah know, yeah it's like i don't know why people are making such a huge <laughs> so many puns ready to be thrown in yeah and some of that stuff too like i don't think you need a camera in the huddle right before Right. You know? No. It's no different than, I don't know, about having cameras in the locker rooms. No. Remember it's- that one baseball player on the New York Mets was being interviewed, and I think it was R.A. Dickey, which was, made it even funnier, walked out of the shower, and you just see his junk just right behind the dude as he's being interviewed. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Another tweet that came to us, if you had a pick... Uh, I hope I don't pronounce your name. It's the Spokane NAACP, well, now former president, Rachel right. Dozel. I, I don't know how to say it. They said, which would you go for, white version or black version? I would, <laughs> man, I don't know if I want to answer this. Um, I would go for her latest version. Me too. Yeah, man. I think, I, I, I've seen the before and after, the the, the, the curly haired version. Yeah. I find much sexier than the uh, the blonde Straight haired version. Yeah. Yeah. And I like blondes. Yeah. But I think it's a tan. Yeah. I think it just smooths everything out because I don't know. Well, if we're talking NBA finals, we should talk about actual light skinned black people that are beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Steph Curry's mom. I haven't seen her. Oh. Really? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Last night I was uh, tweeting and I called her hot and I said, I'm going to upgrade her to beautiful. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah, That's a compliment. Oh, it's it's legit. I feel bad because I'm a fan of the guy. Like I don't, you don't want to talk about anybody's mom. I don't know him, but, right, but you're not like being like a, allegedly Delonte West and having sex with LeBron James's mom. No, no. <laughs> Which is still to this day, I think one of the best things ever. One of the greatest stories that I don't even care if it's true or not. Like it's insane. I, I remember going and Delonte West, right? He was a Sonic for a minute. Right. And I went to one of the games, a uh, few games of the Sonics last yeah. year, and his girlfriend was near us. And I mean, the definition of an onion booty. It was ridiculous. Really? Oh my I, God. I love that guy because he just seemed like he was just like a I don't give an F type of dude out there. And, I want to say he might be from PG County. I think you're right. Yeah. Actually. Um, you now we roll. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We're just bang another buddy's mom's. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I can sit here and look you in the eyes and say I've never banged anybody's mom that I knew. I mean, they're somebody's mom. Right. Or they're eventually going to be somebody's mom, just hopefully not yours. <laughs> yeah. That would be weird. I've never banged like a friend's mom. No. Like, I, I've definitely done single moms. I remember I had a thing for one of my friend's moms. Sure, everybody does. I could, t- I could tell you right now the guy and whose mom was yeah. hot. I'm not. Right, but, because they might be listening. Right. See, I know she's not, but now I like, you know, many years ago she found me on Facebook. Not the mom, but the daughter, who's my age, and she looks just like her mom. And so, like, she's like extra hot. Even though, like, if I showed you a picture of her, you'd probably be like, "Eh, all right, she's okay, dude." But it's because she represents the hot mom. Yeah, and I I find myself more and more in my mid thirties, like. 
I'll see like a group of women walking down the street, and it's like girls that are like you know like early twenties or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, well, they're cute, but that mom is hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and then it's, it's like, well, I'm probably closer to her age than I am there. It's changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm clicking on the milf videos way more. <laughs> Man, my porn selection is all over the map. You know, I'm clean, Steve. Right. It's been almost three or four weeks, no porn. It's been a while for me, too. There's I'm the reason- master of my own domain. <laughs> I'm afraid what's going to happen when I finally uh, uh, release. Yeah, that's a cool... All right, we'll get to... Maybe right. we know <laughs> we might get to the wrestling thing. If not, it's Dean Ambrose. We'll, get, we'll try and do it. But if we don't, I'd rather talk about this, because I think this is far more interesting. All uh, right. Ted is on um, has gone celibate. As yep. part of his eating healthy, being healthy, now you're also not taking care of any business down below. Correct. So that means even if you were given the opportunity, you wouldn't have sex with somebody. Correct. Until? Uh, that ends June 30th. Okay so, okay, so you still got some time. Oh, yeah. Right. We're only at the midway point of this month. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know. Two weeks. Yeah. Day. But the craziest thing to me is like now I've gotten to the point where in my dream, because I was like, well, after a while, wouldn't I just have a dream and naturally it would happen? Yeah. But I've learned now I can control my dream somewhat. Really? Yeah. I can stop things from happening. Like, no, 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 we can't. Also, like dream state, Ted, is even being celibate. Yeah, because my dreams, man, like it's the same three things that That's come hardcore. Up. It is. Well, like, you know, there's no pork, no red meat, but you can get around that. I had chicken sausage yesterday. By the way, turkey sausage is pretty good, too. Yeah. And if you're ever making any kind of sausages, just go ahead and cut up the sweet onions and the green peppers and mm. salt them and some butter. God damn, it was good. Yeah. So, and it uh, smells amazing. Oh, it was great, man. I mean, it was like the scene from Goodfellas, except I'm sure they were eating pork sausage like men. And not cooking their chicken sausages on their electric grill. And probably, you know, having sex whenever they want. Yeah. Not having to wait another 15 or so days. Right. But th- that's what comes up most of my dreams, is people tempting me with booze, weed, and women. Right. Yeah. So, here's my question, then. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> that's the right term. <laughs> when the time does come. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to overthink it. So, when that time does come, where you're able to have... <laughs> Beavis. When you're able to finally have sex or some sort of a release, whether it be with a woman or on your own time, in your own privacy of your own home, or wherever it is that you choose to do this. I don't know. I can't judge. Um, am I going to have sex or am I going to masturbate? Is that what we're getting to? Well, yeah. If, let's just say, what do you want to be the first time? Do you want it to be with yourself or do you want it to be with somebody? Because I'm torn on this one, man. I've thought about this. Like, I Yeah. I, I hope you don't mind. I'm thinking of your sexual endeavors sometimes. No, 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 not time. at all. Yeah. I blogged about it last week. Oh, okay. Uh, I got to read that. Yeah. Well, it's just about being celibate. Uh, you know, obviously I'd prefer it be with a woman, but I'm also kind of like, it's got to be a certain type of woman. Like I haven't met anybody recently and I'm right. not really looking. So like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'd you don't rather waste it on somebody that's not worthy of it. No, complete opposite. I'd almost rather just have sex with somebody that I don't have an emotional connection to at all. Okay. As opposed, you know, that way it would just be kind of sex. Right. I'm worried if I meet somebody and we've been hanging out for like two weeks and then I like, you know, is this sex going to seem like unbelievable and then I'm, am I going to be just connected that way? Or is the sex going to seem a little too brief? Oh, I'm sure it'll be brief. But it's going to be powerful. <laughs> yeah. Be Ted Smith, a brief and powerful man. Right, because it's almost like 
Man, there's so many things I'd love to say, but I just know that I don't know if I can say them properly, even for the podcast. Like, but like, I mean, that's gonna be like a turning on the fire hose, right? right. That's why I kind of feel like it's a waste to do it alone, right? Like Unless, somebody should see the fireworks and right. enjoy the show, but that might hurt somebody. <laughs> you know, Steve, you're right. Somebody might drown. You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> We got to get out of here. Uh, I just want to say, completely changing gears, just yes. thanks again to the uh, Seattle Rain FC. Yes. Uh, thanks for the training Hopefully session. Hopefully they didn't listen to this last segment. Yeah, I know, right? That sounds like I really don't want to thank them right after that segment, but I got to get it in. There is no smooth transition. There's not. There's not. Apologies to Dean Ambrose. We didn't get to you. <laughs> you know what? We should make him our Matt Damon. <laughs> Apologies to Dean Ambrose. Not even him as an interview, just the audio clip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch one of these. Maybe we'll get him on the show one of these days. You know, WWE Raw is coming to town in August. It is. We've been lucky before in, in having Daniel Bryan on. It'd be cool to get another WWE superstar on the Megacast. Hell yeah. I'd like to talk to uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens. Dude, I took that day off. We could do it live in studio, maybe. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, because that's right after Meltdown. And then we could take him to lunch. Yeah. And then go up to Everett with them. Yeah. Yeah. Our day with Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Ambrose shows up intoxicated for his wrestling match. That would be unbelievable. What was wrong with Dean Ambrose on Monday Night Raw? <laughs> and then like TMZ shows our picture. These two got him drunk. In the comments would not be friendly to us on TMZ. No. no. Who are these losers? Look at these two. <laughs> what do they, they do a podcast? <laughs> the problem with media these days. Right? Right. Me and you are the media. Oh, man, we still got to do 10 push-ups. Yes, we do. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to The Megacast. Please tell all your friends to listen and follow us on Twitter at The Megacast. All right, Ted. Hugs to the mega family. That's right. Big hugs to the mega family. Let's do this, Ted. All right. There we go. All right, everybody. Get Ted. One, two, three. I was getting a little slow there on the end. Here come the boys from the Puget Sound. Can you hear me? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I haven't done 10 in a while since prior to the last Megacast. I hurt my elbow, so it pops every time I do them now. All right. I don't know how to fix that. You can't, Steve. So I'm just going to be stuck with a popping elbow for the rest of my life? I'll talk to Drago for you. Yeah. See what's up. We'll work you out. Maybe you can rub it down for me. Rub it down. Your elbow. Well, yeah. What else would we be talking about? I don't know, LeBron. <laughs>